0: you happy birthday to jeremy Poole. i love how um i'm able to find one of your baseball cards or baseball card pictures every year for your birthday i hope you appreciate that
1: i did i saw it i'm actually uh i was laughing when he posted it because it's always something you pull out of the bag of tricks you Yeah, know, it's pretty it's interesting to see what you got in the pocket you know i never, never quite know what it is something's coming out but it's 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 definitely gonna uh gonna make me smile that's for sure because it because
0: it was with the newark bears i almost wrote don't poke the bear
1: that's you that's you you know don't poke especially on the front foot of my swing like i was on that on that part yeah what so.
0: was that that's kind of like uh you follow i imagine you followed that pitch off i mean now not I that fought, you
1: remember but... flew out to right you do slider. remember yeah so come on man slider down in the way on the front foot trying to defend something just kind of flipped it out there f9
0: Hey, what do we make of what the Angels have done? Waving the white flag. Waving. (laughs) Not only waving the white flag, but placing on waivers, Giolito, Lopez, Moore, Gritchick. And obviously, as many know, the Guardians claim Giolito, Lopez, Matt Moore, uh, the Yankees. It's amazing how Harrison Bader's time went. Very quickly with New York, the Reds claimed Harrison Bader, Hunter Renfro, Josh Donaldson is now a Brewer. But I think the big story is is what the Angels have done. I can't remember a team doing what they did. I I can't remember that happening in a very long time. You?
1: Well, if by long time you mean ever, I mean I I don't I don't know that I've seen a team go all in, so to speak, to acquire veteran players to make the playoffs, and then a couple of weeks later go, hey, you know what? nah, we don't want any of you. We're just kidding. Here you go. Anybody can have you for free. You know, I I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen that now, you know, I West is an interesting division. You've got Oakland doing whatever they're doing. You've got the angels now setting records for absurdity with whatever they're doing. You got the Mariners, which dealt away one of their best arms. Who are now leading the division, pretty much. And you got the Rangers who have, you know, found a way to stick around a little bit. We talked about this at the beginning of the year a couple couple uh different times. I said I thought they'd fade right around now. They just haven't held their lead. So, you know, I might have got one right in there in seven years, you know. And then you got the Astros who have had a very productive year, although it hasn't come in in the way they'd look, they'd like. It's been more offensive for me than off than on the mound. Um which if you started the year, we knew they were thin on the mound. Hold on. Don't get offended. They were thin on the mound, okay? And now you've got some of their better arms who aren't performing. So it, it's it's interesting, what's, it's interesting what's going on in the West. And um, it's even more interesting to see how the Astros handle the Yankees this coming weekend. We have some
0: breaking news. Do we? Yeah. I, I, there's something that was just posted on Twitter 21 minutes ago, and I'm not quite sure what it means. Uh, There's the post of a horse (laughs) from Jeremy Booth. It says, some of. (laughs) Okay, go on. It it says, some of you dudes are predictable, even down to the way you gather data or the players that all of a sudden are on your radar. That's okay, though. Keep doing you, boo boo. (laughs) <laughs> hashtag we got now would you care to clarify or expand on this the good thing is there is not a limited number of characters well i don't know is there a limited number of characters anymore oh. no. all right not for you but anyways um do you want to get into what prompted all this well, at, first
1: of all the at picture. uh
0: at 11 49 p.m
1: yeah the picture i used i think is a very good picture you know, I think that's pretty good. And I, and I would admit that, you know, I got that picture yesterday oh, from,
0: huh? Oh, I'm sorry. This is a previous tweet. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I, I admit I got that picture yesterday from Danny Ardwan. I gave, I was giving him a little hard time and uh about something. Danny sent me that picture with the horse with the side eye. It's great. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I'm going to use that one forever, but uh yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see, you know, what's going on. You got, um you know data partners out there that we we've been using and you know so it's like if you know if you write down like the playbook here and then let's put it out there we're going to this, do this do this and then just like like start counting down you know this this group's going to copy that this group's going to add to that you know and then there's players that these guys whose names they can't spell all of a sudden winning awards like it's unbelievable you know other places and i'm happy for the players and i'm i'm happy for the overall structure by the way jason you know me, man. There's always some other stuff in the hopper. There's like, you know, four or five other things that I've got. You know, you know, you brought the baseball card on the pocket. I got some of my right pocket. I got some in my left pocket. Some in my hip pocket. If I had a shirt pocket, there'd be something in there. I got all kinds of pockets. So, you know, when it comes to what is coming, what's what's next? You know, what's next? There's, um, I don't know. It might just, let's just call it the Future Star Series program. Let's just call it that. Let's call it the Future Star Series program and all the things that go with it. You got the West Coast over here. You got the pros on the East Coast over there. You know, you got some stuff that might have. Yeah, there's, there's things in, that are that are there that is just going to make all of this real fun. You know, and it's funny because years ago, I didn't I don't know if I ever told you this. Years ago, I had a dream about my career. Years ago, okay, yeah, yeah, it's there. It was, there. It was Mid twenties, twenty 27. I'm gonna tell my mom about it. I, you know, I, w- I woke up in a Taiwanese prison, and Robin Williams was my roommate, and I was laughing. And I don't know what that was about. You know, I don't know what that was about, but I do know that I turn around right now, and some of this stuff has felt like a Taiwanese prison. And Robin Williams has always kept me laughing. So I think there is some 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 symbolism that went on, starting back then, going to today. Because it's gonna I'm gonna be laughing a lot here, real fast.
0: A Taiwanese prison
1: Don't ask and me Robin that. Williams is
0: your cellmate.
1: Yeah. So, you know, back then, Taiwan was minor league purgatory. Yeah. You know, that's where you went. Like, you know, when you minor league or forever, you went to make some money. So, Taiwan was the place. um You know, you turn around now and you've got, you know, you, Robin Williams is always one of my favorite comedians. He was making me laugh. I just remember waking up in a cell in Taiwan for no reason whatsoever. Not like I did anything. I didn't do anything. No crime, no nothing. You know, just ended up in the cell. Rob Williams making me laugh. It was great. I was laughing my head off And I woke up. Never understood it till you know, maybe yesterday. I think I got it. I, mean, I got it yesterday, what that was about.
0: Were you playing for the monkeys or the 7-Eleven Lions? Or I wasn't the, playing uh, baseball, but there's China, no reason the, why... the China Trust whales, although they're different. <laughs>
1: There's no reason why I'd be in Taiwan, except for the fact that I was playing baseball for somebody. I mean, it's Taiwan. Like, it going. you know, I don't wake up. You don't wake up in the morning one day. You know what sounds cool? I'm gonna go on vacation to Taiwan for about two, three weeks. You know, no one does that. You know, it's not what happens. So, you know, I'm sitting over here, and I, in that time of life, and it was, it was, it was just that that my, that that place you go. It was just that place you go, in that part of your career. And somehow, Rob Williams showed up, and now I understand. Twenty years later, I understand why. Because I'm telling you, I'm laughing every day in that Future Star series program.
0: I uh, I'm impressed that you even remember that. The Martian is coming. Do we care that the Martian is coming?
1: I mean, I, a lot of guys are getting rushed to the big leagues. People are just getting brought up. You know, these Jason teams aren't Dominguez, winning. the Yankees
0: phenom. Although, let's be honest, from where he started as a Yankee, five point one million dollar signing bonus out of the Dominican, touted as the next Mickey Mantle slash Mike Trout slash Bo Jackson to then being, I think, Baseball America had him as the 64th best prospect in the game. He was, now granted, small sample size, hitting over more than 400 in seven games at AAA. But um, the dude's tiny, man. He's like, I mean, he's thick, but he's tiny. He's like a little fire hydrant. The Martian.
1: Do we care that the Martian has made the big leagues? So first of all, physically, he reminds me of Delwyn Young Jr. It's, mm. it's, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a compact frame. It's it's a it's a. You gotta look him up. You gotta you gotta look him up. Okay, it's I, a know, I, I know who Delwyn J- Del, yeah. Young is. Short at. arms, you know. Delwyn could hit, and um, I don't know if we should celebrate the Martians landing on Earth. I don't know if that's what we're doing. I mean, I. I his, you know, he's the, the, he's arrived. I, I don't know. I, I think that at the start of the year, we weren't, we weren't real sure anymore what we had. And all of a sudden now he's in the big leagues, I, you know, good for him. We'll see him this weekend in Houston. I will see him myself. Um, I, sl- I saw him a year ago in the Futures game. I thought he had a better left handed swing. They did a right handed swing. I was standing with Mike Farron and Jim Duquette. You know, Mike was giving me a little bit of the uh, uh, background, let's say, you know, and sure enough, you know, Dominguez stayed on the ball, I think went deep you know, to, as a, as left-hand hitter. So, you know, from the scouting part of things, you know, if you were going to say, I don't know, get inside the mind of a scout, you know, you might be able to find some of those things and see what, what is what he would be able to do. I think he's going to be a good player. How good we'll find out when he, you know, when he arrives, but good for him that he's there. The Yankees need something. They need, they need something. You know, i, I I'm sure when I, when I see Booney and, and Cashman tomorrow, I'll say that, Hey, you know, you guys need something. I don't know what it is, but you need something. You know? He's
0: listed as five nine. If he's listed right. at five nine, he's smaller than that.
1: Might be generous. I think Birdie's taller than he is.
0: But hey, look at what Altuve does, right?
1: Yeah, I'm just you know whatever. I mean you know he's got he's got short arms. He's got some strength. He's good to the. He's direct to the baseball. You know, we'll see. We'll again. We'll see what happens whether he's ready or not. I mean, the Yankees need something. Volpe's in the big leagues. You know, the standard is different now for guys arriving. Nothing against these players and their talent, but it's different. There's less levels. It's more accelerated. Guys go in and they go back. Go back out. We'll find out. The headline, and tell me if um, this might be a quick
0: pump the brakes. Yankees owner excited by young players hints at change. What does that mean? I don't know. That's from ESPN. New York Yankees owner Hal Steinbrenner says he's excited (coughs) to see what an influx of young players will bring to the major league team over the final weeks of a lost season, and also hinted that changes could be coming to how the team utilizes analytics or Muppets, how they use Muppets. Uh, The Yankees officially plan to call up top prospects Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells on Friday. So, and guess who their first uh, taste of the big leagues is against?
1: That would Justin be, Berth, Justin Verlander. That's gonna be fun, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means from 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 uh, you know a young Mister Steinbrenner. I don't I don't know what that means. What, what I what I do think it means from a um, a player standpoint is once again the Yankees need something. They need something to help. Are you excited for change? Is guys gonna arrive? Are you going young? I, I don't know. But they need something that's gonna uh, gonna give them a boost because they've been tough to deal with. they've been tough to watch they've been tough to handle, tough to sense you know they weren't hitting too many strikes hard. I mean, you know what I mean, there's some stuff that they were doing that they needed to change and I'm glad that they're addressing it somehow. So I hope change is coming because whatever's been happening ain't been working. and I know this. I know that there's been some internal discussion because if you're in New York and you're in that fishbowl, as you well know, and you're the New York Yankees act accordingly, like we've talked about before, and you're playing like that, there's going to be some problems. And that's, that is, that's what's going on. They have to have had this type of discussion to start making some of these changes. Cause what else they got to lose They ain't ain't making playoffs.
0: Last baseball book you read was, I think the, um, the Astros book, was it? the last baseball book i read was inside the mind of a scout. oh yeah. sorry about that. all right, so i get a lot of um i get a lot of books. i buy them online. i'm not a i like a lot of old baseball books and um i thought that periodically on the podcast i could bring in a book that i've just read and give you a little book report. This okay. one is 108 Stitches, Loose Threads, Ripping Yarns, and the darndest Characters from My Time in the Game, Ron Darling with Daniel Paisner.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say Daniel Guterra. No, no, no. Not
0: him. Jeremy, I like this book. Do you? I like this book. Let me read you quickly two passages. Not um, So he breaks it down basically by alphabet, but it doesn't go A, B, C, D, E. It's spread out throughout the
1: book was it an out was it an amazon bestseller in 12 categories
0: uh i
1: don't know but right, i just want to check why do you know do you know a book that that I, I've, of, I've heard of one do you know of a I've heard of, book okay for the one it's, you know just checking i want to make sure we're apples to apples remember greg jeffries of course you do i do i do greg jeffries
0: was an amazing young talent one of the best switch hitters i ever saw trouble is he was a kid without a position and without a sense of humor Uh, When he joined the club, after winning Baseball America's Minor League Player of the Year award twice, he seemed to take himself a little too seriously. He didn't didn't do tentative, apparently. Naturally, some of our guys, the Mets, gave Greg a hard time. They wrote him about the self-important way he carried himself and how he never smiled. They even wrote him about that extra G at the end of his first name. Um... Basically, the dude loved his bats, and a bunch of my teammates, who shall go nameless, rallied round a not-so-harmless prank suggested by one of our singular teammates, who shall go named Roger McDowell, who put it out there that we we should saw Greg's precious bats in half and put them back in his bag. This seemed like a good idea to all concerned. All concerned, that is, except for Greg Jeffries.
1: Sounds to really me like you needed a, uh, they needed the the Robin Williams guy in the clubhouse. You know, Greg might need him on his shoulder.
0: Greg Jeffries never forgot that Roger McDowell had been the mastermind of this episode. And a couple of years later, after Roger had been traded to the Phillies, the friction between them led to a bench clearing brawl. All right, again, one more. Remember Jose Okendo? Of course they do. Jose O'Kendo went to have on to have some excellent years with the St. Louis Cardinals. He was my teammate in Tidewater, AAA internationally. Nice. Ron Darling writes, Jose could play. Now, what do you remember about Jose O'Kendo?
1: Me? Yeah. Uh, he's a def- pretty good defensive player. Yeah. That's it. So he's about 19 when he
0: gets to the big leagues. Ron Darling writes, Jose could play. To my eye, he looked like a young Ozzy Smith, cannon for an arm, soft hands, excellent range. I wasn't the only one who saw his tremendous potential. He was a natural at short. The knock on Jose early on was he wasn't much of a hitter. Now he gets called up. And basically, the big problem is in 1983, Frank Howard is the manager. Even though this guy is the player of the future, Frank Howard was the manager of the present and he was worried about his own future. So they have this game where they're up one, nothing against Andy Hawkins and the Padres and Bob Baylor had singled in a run with an infield hit immediately stole second, igniting a meager Sunday crowd of 9,000. So it's one, nothing in the bottom of the third bunch of people on base. Frank Howard sends in rusty Staub to pinch hit for Jose Okendo. In the bottom of the third inning, it was a witless, heartless, gutless move on the manager's part, and everyone on the bench ached for Jose in just that moment. He was a good kid, enormously talented, and we all felt for him, writes Darling. The fans, too, sprinkled about the stadium, seemed a little stunned by the move. Granted, Rusty was probably the game's premier pinch hitter at the time. In another world, on another team, blah, 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 blah. The move left Jose Okendo in tears. A full body sob. He was crying openly. And to this day, Ron Darling feels for that kid. It was unbelievable, unconsciousable, the way Frank Howard managed this situation. And here's the killing part. I don't think Jose ever recovered from that moment. This is a good book, man. He's got a lot of good stuff in there.
1: Did that happen in Tidewater or, or? No, what? this is in the big leagues. that's in the big leagues with the Mets? Yeah. When Kendall got to the big leagues with the Mets? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was Cardinal the whole way.
0: No, no. Big. He, I mean, look, listen, when you look at what that crew, Joe McIlvain and all the scouting and the. Worked to Joe Mac twice.
1: I know, Joe. I mean, there's a
0: chance. I mean, he's saying. Jose Aquendo, who I think eventually did become an all-star. I'm not 100% certain. I'm not going to look it up. Um, you know, it's possible that he, and not Rafael Santana, is your shortstop in 86 if this incident doesn't happen. But anyways, I really base? enjoyed
1: that book. What's that? Who plays first base? For the for the Mets that year? Yeah. In On what team? I'd say if Akendo's on the team, who plays first base? Oh, well. Does Backman slide over and play first base? and Santana? I don't,
0: I don't. uh, Okendo was not part of that trade, Jeremy. It was not part of that trade? Nope. It was Rick Ownby and Neil Allen, I believe.
1: Who were they? Neil Allen was pretty good. Don't answer that. You know, we got to focus on the Astros.
0: So here's the deal. Keith Hernandez was my favorite player growing up. So Pretty good player. He's a good player. Okendo was not in that deal.
1: The um I said. want great to talk career. about the
0: Astros next time. Okay. I don't think we have much time and it's late. It is late. It is late. How about All I say right. this
1: about the Astros? Let me just say, let me give you th- three sentences about the Astros. What's coming up in the next week. Okay. okay. You got the, the Jason Dominguez led New York Yankees coming to town tomorrow. That
0: we're
1: going to see what the Astros do. They got Verlander apparently on Friday. Friday. Yep. Um, what, is Valdez on Saturday? Uh, is, he, is he lined up? Who? Who's he? You
0: had to ask me, didn't you? Oh, yeah. It's JP France, I think, on Saturday, and then Hunter Brown on Sunday.
1: And then you've got Valdez and Javier and back to Verlander in Texas? Yep. So it's Rodon, six days.
0: it's Rodon and Verlander.
1: It's going to be interesting six days. The Astros have got to oh, win. Oh, I'm sorry. Win. Here we go.
0: Here we go. Hunter Brown Saturday. Javier Sunday, according to this. But I uh that's what it says here. So
1: All right. Interesting six days kind of pivotal for what the Astros gonna do. You got last place team and a team you're in the hunt with. Um you come out of this four and two, depending on if it's the right four and two and when you do it, you can give yourself a little separation. And you have to be able to do that from from the from the from the Texas group to go ahead and get advanced to the playoffs comfortably.
0: All right, everybody. That's the final word on this that extra bases, and um, until next time, uh, we're saying goodbye. But leave comments, questions, and all that stuff below. We'll answer them and blah blah blah. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Extra Bases with Bristol and Booth. And uh, there's a shot of Jeremy right there as Jeremy does his Jeremy thing. Future Happy birthday. birthday!
1: Series huh? program, the Future Star Series program.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's the name of that book again?
1: Uh, inside the Mind of a Scout, but I really want people to focus on the Future Star Series program. All right,
0: everybody. Until next time.